the far side, out to center ice, and here comes Taves. Jonathan Taves moving the Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. I'm Jay Zawoski. With me, as always, Greg Boyson, Howdy. Mario Tirabasi. You heard that highlight, courtesy of Altitude Sports, of a Jonathan Taves' goal from his fifth career game. And why do we play that highlight? Well, tomorrow night, Thursday, Hawks at Panthers will be Jonathan Taves' 1,000th NHL game and while the last couple of seasons have been I don't know what the word is different, <laughs> for, different. from a Jonathan Taves perspective we're going to spend a lot of today's show uh, reminiscing on the really good times from Jonathan Taves and there were many and to me fellas that highlight really encapsulates the entire thing because you heard the announcer say it that's the sort of player it's a sort of move the sort of thing that can resurrect a franchise from the dead and that is exactly what Jonathan Taves along with some help from Duncan Keith and Brent Seabrook and Patrick Kane and others did um, right after his rookie season. So that to me will always be the most memorable Jonathan Taves highlight because it was a, it was an announcement of an arrival for a player, for a team and for a franchise. And that to me will be, is one of the best moments in Hawks history when you look at the context of it. Yeah. It's not often that you see an away broadcast give a call that was that's worthy of the home broadcast like it, it it really truly speaks to the talent level that that taze came into the league with and just you you know you could see it from an outside perspective that you know this this taze kid was going to be something special and for you know the avalanche broadcast to put it in perspective that way it, i mean it was just absolutely uh perfect foreshadowing for the career he would have the impact he would have uh, on the Blackhawks organization and 1,000 games coming up tomorrow night. It's it's quite a milestone. And, you know, by basically this this time last year, we didn't really know if he would reach that milestone. Right. So it's it's yeah. it's twice as special, I guess, it, it, to, to consider where he was, um, you know, last season physically and where he's been, been able to, to get to this year. So it's, it's quite the feat. Yeah, that highlight definitely brings back memories. I was kind of like the first – real excitement you had after just years and years of, ugh. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, <laughs> kind of like where we are now, right? Exactly. Um, <laughs> what we're preparing for again. Yeah, it, right. And it makes you feel good. Cause you're like, Oh, but then it also kind of makes you feel sad because it's like, Oh, there's nobody drafted yet. That's going to provide that feeling, but there's plenty of time for that. But that was definitely uh, a game changing moment. You know, Less than three years later, he's at center ice getting the Stanley Cup and the, the Conn Smythe Trophy, and it's like he sure was right. The, the announcer, the the Jim Ross sounding announcer, there. Uh, <laughs> By God, that's Fuck Jonathan God. Taves. He's broken that goalie in half. Um, <laughs> no, I mean that was a big moment, and it was a great goal. And that goalie had his last goal that he scored. That goal against Buffalo kind of reminisced a little bit of that. He yeah. went to that filthy backhand move and you're like holy cow vintage it's Jonathan Taves in the time machine um and it's kind of fun when you look back 
it took a little bit of luck to get Jonathan Taves here because he went third in that draft. Mm-hmm. Eric Johnson, the defenseman, was drafted number one overall by the Blues. He's, you know, he's had most of his career now with the Avalanche, but his biggest problem has been his durability. He's a, he's a really good defenseman when he's on the ice. It's staying on the ice that's a problem. And then the Penguins decided to go with a center. They took Jordan Stahl second yep. instead of Jonathan Taves. Could you imagine if the Penguins took Taves there instead of Stahl? Yikes. And they would have had Crosby and Taves as their top two centers for all those years? That would have just been unfair. They would have had Crosby, Taves, and Malkin. Right, I mean, because all, 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 Malkin argue, and Crosby were already yeah, on that roster. Exactly, yeah. Malkin was oh already there, so you would have had those three. <laughs> I mean, that would have been like unfair. It would wow. have been like yeah. you know, and you know, Jordan Canada. Jordan Stahl was is no no yeah, good slouch. Right. But he's not he's, he's not bad. But I, I think they would have won a couple more cups if they had Taves as their number three center. <laughs> I, mean, I want to see if you if you guys can guess uh, who assisted on that Jonathan Taves goal that we played. It was, uh, oh, the it, first oh. assist is pretty easy. <laughs> mm. well, it was uh, well, Rutu, wasn't it? No, nope. no. Uh, Patrick, Patrick Kane, Kane and James Wisniewski. Oh, I never would have got with I the n- assist. I never would have got good on number forty. Wiz, he's the one who uh, literally forearmed me in the locker room because the very heel of my shoe was on the very corner of the Blackhawks logo oh, carpet. No, and he's like, get off the mat logo. I'm like. Not on, okay, I guess technically, oh, no. if we dissect the Subaru film. Was it the last film, time you were ever in the locker room? Uh, no, no. <laughs> no, no. He was kind of like, you know, he was yeah. not like being mean about it. But uh, he's like, hey, Logo, you know, give me a little nudge. I, it was seriously that much of my hey, shoe. Hey, how about you don't put the logo on the floor then? Mm, that's that's my not idea. superstitious, no. but he is a little stitious. A little it's bit. a little yeah. stitious. Yeah. And you let the, you let the Biebs run wild on the carpet, so I think it's lost all of its. Well, uh, you're no Justin Bieber, sir. Uh, let's let it play out. You never know what might be on the horizon for me, okay? Get you a good old neck tattoo. We'll see <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, right, right, right. Um, no, James Wisniewski, my favorite part of James was not favorite, but that makes me smile is when he was traded. I think he was with the Ducks when he tried to kill Brent Seabrook he on the ice. He did try to murder Brent Seabrook, And then yes. like three months later, Brent Seabrook standing up at his yeah. wedding. So hockey, man. It's, hockey. it's a weird culture. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I know we got to it at the offset here, and it has been a weird year, a weird couple of years for Taze, but... You know, when the smoke clears from the controversy and him being unhappy with the current situation, um, people are going to remember him as one of the greats. And I think Mount Rushmore topics are pretty lazy when it comes to sports media, but he's got to be one. up. Th- but here is <laughs> it, right. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, for it's sure. Hull, no, it's Hole, it's Makita, it's Taves, and it's Kane. Pretty much, yeah. right? I mean, I guess Duncan yeah. Keith has an argument. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, we were, we were talking about on, on yesterday's show when we were going through the bracket and stuff, championships matter. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, you, you, you look at it, and, and yeah, guys like Keith and Seabrook, I think there's definitely uh, portions of the fan base that, that value their uh, contributions over the years. But yeah, I think, when, I think when you break it down, the three you can guarantee that are there are Stan Makita, Patrick Kane, and, and Jonathan Taze. And, and, you know, it's, it's open for discussion. But yeah, I think... He's he's definitely uh, someone who is is in that uh, in that upper echelon of of Blackhawks history. He's going to be the eighth player to uh, ever play a thousand games only in or not only but a thousand games in a Blackhawks uniform. And um, you know I, I don't I don't know where the the Blackhawks stand on erecting statues these days. They did it with uh, Makita and Hall and. Anyways, I, I, but we'll the, you know if there's one for 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 Kane and Taze when they uh, plenty of room in that atrium. Yeah, that's true. They, plenty they, of room. They, just they, move that basketball one out of the yeah, way. Yeah. <laughs> put it in the corner. Put somewhere. that one back outside. Nobody's <laughs> ever heard of that guy. 
But yeah, Why do they have I, a statue of the guy from Black Panther at the United <laughs> Center. I don't get it. <laughs> oh, nice. wrong, Michael Jordan. There you go, it's Michael B. Jordan. Um, but yeah, Very I mean, sexy if, Michael B. Jordan. What? If they are going to have something like that, is that allowed? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> if they do have something like that, Taze will definitely have one for sure. Yeah, for sure. And you can, you know, the Mount Rushmore. You can argue there are plenty of reasons to not include Bobby Hull on it. But if we're talking about purely what they did on the ice, you. you Got to have Bobby Hole on it and then not talk about all the other stuff. But that's for a different episode. Um, but, yeah, Taves is definitely he's – a, he's a franchise icon. He's the greatest captain they ever had. There's, there's no doubt about that. Yes, we've been disappointed recently with some of the things that have uh, occurred, some of the things he's said, but it is what it is. That doesn't take away – Right. The greatness and the, what he's meant to this franchise. Well, he, I think he resurrected a franchise from the dead, as as we talked about. Absolutely, and part of what is frustrating him personally now is what made him so great when they were winning. Is his drive to win? He does not want to be ordinary. He does not want to be average. He does not want to lose. And when the Hawks were winning, we're like, no one wants to win more than Jonathan Taves. And when we talked about him leading by example. It was, look, if this guy making $10.5 million, the captain can work this hard. Everybody else on the team can work that hard, too. And that was the way Jonathan Taves showed leadership. And now that the team, frankly, sucks, he's frustrated about that. And it's understandable. I'm not happy with the way... Look, and I think maybe I wasn't clear about this last week. I'm not unhappy that he's unhappy. I'm unhappy that he went public with it and said the things out loud to the media, and um, you know the the young teammates hear that, right. and a lot of these guys, you know, imagine you know you're a 23 year old hockey player when Jonathan Taves entered the league, you were 10, 11, 12 years old. Guy's a hero. Mm-hmm. He's an absolute hero when he's in the locker room with you, and you hear him saying, eh, "I don't know if I want to be here for this." That's right. disheartening, and that to me was that was the heart of my disappointment with Taves. It wasn't about the fiery nature, him not getting what a rebuild was. It was just, dude, get it, keep it to yourself, handle it in the offseason privately with the management and go on from there. Take, but, take the Patrick Kane route. He handled it perfectly. Yeah. He was asked the same questions. He just said, you know what? That's a topic for the offseason. We'll discuss it in-house in the offseason. That's how you handle that yep. question. But, you know, Taves has always been a guy that wears his heart on his sleeve, and you can't fault him for that because, you know, we loved it when things were going good, and, you know, so you're going to get it. He's the same guy he was his rookie season that he is now as far as his attitude. Um, and it, it, you you got to understand his frustration. Um, he had, you know, his career year as far as points was 2018-19. Yeah. It wasn't that long ago right? when he had 35 goals and 81 points. And it was like, oh, my God, we're getting a resurrection. This mm-hmm. was the best year he ever had. Him and Kane were phenomenal. We were all like, they are wasting Two amazing years, and they didn't make the playoffs. And it was like, we've just wasted, like, the renaissance. And then the following year, he was still really good, that COVID year. And then, you know, the wheels fell off. He had the health issue that missed the full season. This year, we've seen flashes of Jonathan Taves being Jonathan Taves. The the second half of this year has been much better than the first half. Yeah, he's getting a little more of the scoring going. And then, again, that could be, you know, the right combination of lines. Maybe it just took him a while to figure out who he's playing with. Um, you know, he's had the, you know, unfortunate duty of having to play with a lot of different wingers this uh-huh. season as they try and figure things out. That's never easy, even duty. for a veteran. But, you know, 
when you got a guy on your left wing like Dominic Kubelik who can't score to save his life, yeah. that's going to hurt your production as well. Well, so. and, and they had a they had a good good mixture with with him and Brandon Hagel. Right. But then obviously Brandon Hagel was, was moved out. But the guy that came back in that trade, Taylor Radish, has been pretty good with yeah, with Taze in, in the short time that he's been on the team. You could argue that there's been no drop off and maybe even a slight improvement the last couple of games with those two. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, it's been encouraging uh, the last couple of games, the last handful of games, especially after the trade deadline. He said his comments, but then he's gone out and played really well. Yeah. So, you know, you could you could say one thing that you're disappointed, don't know what you want to be here, but then he proved that he wanted to be here by the way he's played the last couple of games. So you maybe can't argue that, with that. You know, maybe that could have been a venting of his feelings and just kind of needing to, to get it out there, which, yeah. I, you know, I can appreciate the honesty in the media. It, it's... You know, well, it, it's something in hockey that we say is just like, oh, these guys say all the same crap all the time, and and then Taze comes out and speaks his mind, and we get upset about it. But to your point, Jay, it wasn't it wasn't the honesty; it was the way it was presented, where it was just like, you know, kind of sounding like he disagrees with the direction of of the of the organization and where Kyle Davison, you know, really wants to take the team, and um, you know, he wants to be competitive and I think he wants to be competitive in Chicago. It just doesn't look like that's going to be in the cards for him. So it could have been a venting of frustration. And then he just goes out there and maybe, you know, he said his piece and he feels, feels like he said what he needed to say and he can, you know, maybe just keep his mind off it now and, and just play. I think part of it too, and, and we've, we've sort of contemplated this a little bit as we've made our way here on CHGO. Um, maybe this is Taze's last contract with the chronic fatigue syndrome situation and the vast concussion history he has, maybe he's looking at, do I want to play three, four more years? Or, look, there's nothing more for Jonathan Taze to accomplish. His place in the Hall of Fame is cemented. His place in Blackhawks history is cemented. So maybe it's just best for him to walk away and and begin the next phase of his life, which I seriously believe will be in hockey as a GM or a coach or whatever uh, at some point because he's a super smart dude Mm -hmm. who is just a hockey lifer, right? So... He's not going to be far away. Maybe this is a realization from him saying, boy, the last you know season and a half of my career is going to be pretty tough and pretty disappointing and hard to deal with. Mm-hmm. And that's, I, that, is a, that is a reality, for a, a, especially for a guy as competitive as Taves to, to make that realization. Because going into this year, he's coming off missing a year. He sees Seth Jones, Marc-Andre Fleury, Jake McCabe, a bunch of other moves made to improve the roster. He's saying, all right. Cool, like we're going for it. We're going to give it one last shot, mm-hmm. and then a terrible start. Cowton's fired. Things get a little bit better, but they never quite get to where they need to get. And the sell-off happens, and that's what we saw was Jonathan Taves in the immediate aftermath of that disappointment. And um, it's understandable, as frustrated as we were with exactly how he handled it. You know, we I get it, and that's what <laughs> makes Jonathan Taves. Uh, the great captain he was and is. Hey, are you a member of CHGO yet? Go to allchgo.com and sign up. Why? Oh, you get to hear and read the writings of Mario and Greg and sometimes me. You get a free shirt when you become a member. You get into the members-only Discord, the CHGO Lounge, premium written content for members at allchgo.com. Everything you want from CHGO is at allchgo.com. So become a member it's totally worth it. It's awesome. Uh, the writings from all the teams in town are fantastic. When you look at the roster of talent we have assembled here, not just on the Blackhawks beat, but on all the beats, if you're a Chicago sports fan, an allchgo.com membership is an absolute no-brainer. So jump in there uh, and support us and support our work 
and uh, we'll be greatly appreciative of that. Yeah, and you can go into the CHGO uh, sports locker room and look at the uh, the assortment of dope merch that we dope were merch. alerted to is is in stock and, and ready to be the, uh, ready to be uh, headed out. The, so the shirts have arrived from the printer. So if, if you've already joined and you're still waiting for your free shirt, it should be out the door soon. soon. Uh, we get, they showed us uh, they arrived uh, in Denver ready to go, yeah. and they showed us the pictures. They look fantastic. Sweet. So keep your eyes open. Sorry, uh, dope. Yes, dope. dope. Yeah. Yes. It, they, they, in seeing them in person, they live up to the uh, the yeah. dope merch uh, billion. So yeah, <laughs> I, I'm be, looking forward to, get, to getting my shirt and then buying a lot more. So I'm just gonna have them deposit my next paycheck right in. <laughs> just take store. a just take a portion <laughs> out. Yeah, that's yeah. that's my that's Mer- that's my merch uh, yeah. merch allowance. Well, we've got all these shirts. We got to send to our four stars of the game. Yes, those will be on the way for um, Dylan Strome. Well, and since you were the last the guy here, you got to pick. pick up the tab. I had, all right, the, as they say, checks in the mail. Just <laughs> shirts just, in the mail. Just like a practice when you're last at a huddle, you got to do the extra. You got to do the All right. Yeah, you know, talking about, I think you know, Taze maybe considering this to be his last contract. I mean, you have to think he's he has vocalized how frustrated he is where he's at physically this season. He's mm-hmm. he has said that he's still at this point in the year not feeling 100 percent and still trying to get his his body back to where he was before um dealing with with uh with his his illness and um you know it speaking from you know personal like knowing someone who has gone through something exactly like that um it is difficult to feel normal and it takes a long time and and for him to to be at the level that he's at and to have played pretty much you know without off the top of my head i think he's played every single game this year so to be, or, or no, he, he was out with the concussion, my fault. Um, but yeah, outside of that, he's been able to play every game. He hasn't taken like a maintenance game right. off. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, he's, he's pushing through it. And for someone who definitely seems like they have um, aspirations after their career to not just, you know, go out in the boat and go fishing, he, he's got to, he's probably considering his health and how much he really wants to push himself you would hope, through this you would hope, to continue playing. You hope somebody's in his ear, you know. Yeah. It, it's hard for these guys. I mean, we saw Corey Crawford try and come back, and finally he decided enough is enough. Andrew Shaw is another guy. Yeah. You know, Brent Seabrook these, is another These guys guy. who got, kind of have retirement forced to them. Right. Like, and sometimes you just got to make – I mean, I get it. He's played hockey his entire life. It's all he. That's what he does. Um, and it's tough to come to gra- terms with, well – I might not be able to do that anymore. I can't even imagine that. Like, you know, I've, I've, it it can't be easy. Um, And even as a kid, that's his identity is star hockey hockey player. player. And he knows from what, probably age 10 or 11 that he's got pro potential by 13 or 14. He knows for sure Mm -hmm. he's going to be an NHL prospect. And that is your life until it's not. And a lot of athletes, I can't snap. A lot of athletes have, thank you. A lot of athletes have trouble dealing with that realization because, when it's all you know, where do you go? Mm-hmm. And how many players in sports have we seen retire and then, you know, their health declines big time or even worse, right? Like drug problems emerge or, God forbid, even worse than that. So, um, like I said, I do think Taves has a future in the game from a management slash coaching perspective. I think a lot of teams would be interested in hiring him right away to see what he can do. Um, but but to get to take yourself off the ice after all that, it's tough, and I, I hope that he goes the Steve Eiserman route. 
Yeah. Or to Joe Sackett. For Rowden. someone who always wanted to, you know, look up to Steve Eiserman. Yeah, I mean, hey, those guys were 19 too. So, I mean. I think he, he is actually required <laughs> right. yeah. to retire and become a GM. Right. Yeah, exactly. He's not allowed to do anything else. Uh, speaking of his future, Nate in the chat had asked what the status of uh, Taves' no movement clause. Would there be any value to trade him at the draft? Would he waive his no movement clause? Those are all very good questions that I don't think we have a definite answer for. One thing I can Speak of that, the value there, it's not much. Um, you're going to have to do some salary retention. No one's taking $10.5 million, Jonathan no. Tave, to be their third-line center. Nobody is. That's not going to happen. Um, you'd have to do at least the most you could do is retain half of that. So maybe you find a third team, hello, Arizona Coyotes, <laughs> and uh, yeah. get them to, to get involved in that so you can you know, retain even more. But you're not going to get anything back that's going to make you do cartwheels uh, make you think, oh my God, you know, so the value isn't there. It might be at the point where maybe the, the most value for him is to just have him play out that contract. If that's what he wants to do, he may decide to hang him up at the end of this year. Um, you know, we don't know, but as far as trading him at the deadline, I think that's a discussion that Kyle Davidson's going to have with him. Yeah. Again, he holds all the cards. If he doesn't want to go anywhere, he's not going anywhere. Um, but if he decides, hey, I'd like to make a run at it, maybe, you know, wherever he wants to go, he gets to decide. And then it's up to that other team to think, well, no, we don't really want to do that. Or maybe. So there's a lot of ifs, ands, or buts, and all those, you know, the candies and nuts and all that stuff. So it's it's definitely a storyline we'll be tracking between now and July. Well, and he's he's eligible for the extension on the 13th. So if he's still on the team by that time, July 13th, if he's still if he's still within the organization at that time, then the discussion becomes, are you getting an extension? Would you take a pay cut? Like, that, th those are discussions that will start circulating yeah. at that point. And, you know, when, mm -hmm. when Taze and Kane were, were open for their, or eligible for their extension years ago, it, you know, the city almost exploded for a week because they didn't have an extension, didn't have an extension, then, and then they got the matching deal. So... Now with it being, are you going to stick around? Are you going to take a pay cut? Like that's that's going to be you know the 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 cycle of news for yeah. for a while until a decision is made. I, personally, I think it'd be a major misstep for Kyle Davis and be giving him a contract extension after this year. But it's a conversation you have to have. Yeah, my fear is that if they do trade him, it becomes a Brian Bickle situation where just to get rid of him. Because right. if it's untenable and he's miserable and wants out and you know you have to move him and his money, you might have to give up a top prospect to move a contract like that. And yeah. reminder, when it was Brian Bickle, that prospect was Tavo Teravainen. Oh, but God. so 100% agree that that would, that would be a, a, a possible scenario. But with some of the draft picks that Kyle Davison has already brought in, could they avoid that by saying, hey, take a first-round pick instead? Take one of those Tampa picks. Well, see, know. but that, that's tough to me, too, because I wouldn't how do, do you re you need to maximize your first-round picks to rebuild. And, look, there's always ways to recoup first-round picks. We've seen it. He's done it already this year where he's got two, potentially three, mm -hmm. with a pair of trades. So those things are on the table. But I really get scared of some teams like, we'll take Taves off your hand, but it's going to cost you Lucas Reichel. Uh, yeah. And then you hang up the phone. I mean, you can't do that. Yeah. Regardless if Taves wants well, to be here or not, look, you the can't do that. You're right, because the reality is there's only one year left. Right. So if you have to suffer, air quotes, another year of Jonathan Taves, 
um, at ten and a half million, then you just do it and you live with it, and yeah. then it's that exact scenario is why I said you may the best value may just be let him play it out, right? Because mm-hmm. it's not worth losing a prospect or a first round pick but, at this point. You're trying to rebuild, but there is a there is a realistic possibility though that next season after a full off season after a healthy regular season and no playoffs so a full summer for Jonathan Taves that Jonathan Taves comes back and looks more like the 2018-19 or the COVID year Jonathan Taves and has a lot more value on the trade market than he does at this moment he will never have lower value than he does now just like we talked about with Dominic Kubelik right they're both having career worst years output wise so maybe it is wise a little bit to hang on See if they can maximize their value a little bit, and then move them later. If he could, if he could have a full a full season next year up to the trade deadline, to the quality that he's having the second half of this yeah. year, even that is better than than nothing. And then know? at that point, it's a prorated salary and all that stuff. And then yeah, you can, actual you could, dollars. You could is, get something. Yeah. You know, if again, if he's willing to do that, well, maybe he feels energized, and all of a sudden, instead of this year trading at the deadline where he would have just been a role guy on a Stanley Cup contender, maybe he could be a guy that can actually be, you know, the guy that puts a team over the top. Um, but we'll see. Those are a lot of those are a lot of ifs to do. Um, so a lot of ifs, ands, or buts. Exactly. It's not even <laughs> Christmas time. So um, <laughs> that's how the saying goes, right? Yeah. So if like you that. are enjoying the CHGO Blackhawks podcast, a good way to support us is to download the Points Bet app and use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets for up to $2,000. But that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you will receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free CHGO shirt of your choice from our merch locker room. That's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making that first first-time $50 deposit with PointsBet. If you have any questions, you can email pointsbet at allchgo.com and we'll be happy to help you out. And PointsBet is in, is very excited about this feature that they have rolled out for the month of March, live college basketball same-game parlays. For the first time ever, you can build the perfect live same-game parlay only with PointsBet. And right now, online sign-up is available in Illinois, so you can download the PointsBet app and register your account from start to finish all with your phone. Plus... During Points Bet's Match Madness, all users can earn up to $100 in free bets. During each round of the tournament, just place a $50 pregame wager and get a free $20 live bet to be used for that round. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't, don't just bet. Live your bet life with Points Bet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Speaking of Points Bet, I uh, went wild today oh. on the app. Uh, no Blackhawks game to uh, to bet on tonight, but I took every other game and uh, got a six leg parlay oh picking winners at uh, plus one thousand seven hundred and seventy three. So well, if Mario, got? let's if, play along. If Mario's at home. not here tomorrow night. We know he <laughs> hit his retirement fund on this six yes. leg parlay. Yes, a fifty fifty cent wager uh, pays out nine dollars and thirty seven cents. So that's gonna be uh, it's gonna be something to keep an eye on tonight. All right. Picked all picked all money lines, so we'll we'll see how it goes. Good luck. Yeah. That's exciting. Uh, we got a comment from Nate on the chat here and I'm trying to I got, read I, it. I, you I got, got it. it here. Thank uh, you for helping out grandpa yep, here. That's all right. <laughs> I, can't, I can't see I can't it either. That's why I've got my iPad. The screen there, young lady. Uh, I need that uh, 
vision plan to kick in here at the end of the week. Vision plan. <laughs> Craig needs classes. Speaking of extensions, how does Kane influence Taves' prospects? How does Taves influence Kane's extension prospects? Can the Blackhawks and Kyle Davis be calculating when evaluating extensions? And also mentions if don't they have the same agent? They do have the same agent. Have I don't on. think you should be looking at these guys as the package deal they once were. No. Uh, and I think Kyle Davidson smart enough to, to realize that. I think he's proven that he's willing to take popular players and say, thanks for your contribution, give them a sm- swat on the butt and send them on their way for some, pa- <laughs> some picks. Um, Hopefully we're not swatting anyone on the butt these days. Well, you know. Hopefully the HR videos have kicked in <laughs> over at uh, Blackhawks it's HQ. Hockey. They're always it's smacking true. each other That's on the true. butt. You know. Uh, so I don't think one is Can we put any- that on a shirt. It's hockey. <laughs> They're always smacking each other on the butt. That's our next shirt. Yeah, I like it. It's, it's not. It's not untrue. It is a truth. It is a total <laughs> yes. truth. But I don't think one affects the other. Um, it yep. may affect. You know, and I, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't think you got to give them both extensions or none of them extensions. Like it's. Uh, they shouldn't be a package deal anymore. They were last time around, no doubt. This time, no. I don't. I don't yeah. th- see. I don't. I, I don't necessarily 100 percent disagree, but I think they do influence influence each other. You don't have to look at them as saying I have. We have to give Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze the same contract. But these are two guys that have been teammates and friends and joined joined at the hip for 15, 16 seasons now. And they, they have the same agent. They, they, they've always been connected. Obviously, you know, if, if, if one's in, in, staying in Chicago and the other's not, you know, maybe it's a discussion that they have. And like, well, if you're not here, maybe I don't want to be here. Or if, if you're staying, maybe I, I, it influences them just to, to stick around as well. But it is an awkward situation to be going to Jonathan Taze and saying, hey, you know, you're, you're not the player you used to be. We will give you, if you want an extension, if you want to stick around, we'll give you $3.5 million. And then if, you, if they extend Patrick Kane, they say, hey, you're still playing at the top of your game. Here's $10 million. Like, that's an awkward situation to have where you, for, for Kyle Davidson, where you clearly are going to Jonathan Taze and saying, like, hey, your value is no longer the same as your best friend here. Right. So it, it's, I, I think those are discussions that potentially those two are having and, and, whether they say, ah, oh, we haven't really talked about it or not, that probably is, is part of their thought process on what they both want to do with their futures. If, if they both say, hey, let's you know, play out these deals or, hey, let's play our entire se- you know, careers together in Chicago, one, that's great, that's sentimental, the fans will love that, that'll sell jerseys, but that doesn't help you rebuild. Right. And you can argue that having neither of them here after next year is better off for the rebuild. It would be, but you could yeah. also argue having the veteran player and the mentorship. But it's it comes down to the cap hit. I, well, yeah, and it I, comes I, down I, to the to the cap hit that they and would, I think that they that's. But yeah, I I, I do I do think that there is some influence that each one of them has on the other and what they might want to do. Right. You know, in the direction of their right. Careers. I could see that between the two of them, but for as far as Kyle Davidson, it shouldn't have uh, an effect on what he does. Yeah, I I think Jonathan Taves is smart enough to realize that he is not the player Patrick Kane is. Value-wise, he's just not. I mean, look, at this point in his career, he is probably a an elite third-line center and a replacement-level pretty decent second-line center, which is it's not a knock. It is a natural decline in a player's career. And when you look at the mileage that Jonathan Taze has on him, 
you can go and look at his career stats, but then, oh, yeah, add in all those playoff runs, too. That's like a whole extra two seasons, mm-hmm. at least, of games that he's played. And, and all, the, all the international games, too. International games, the style he plays, power play, penalty kill. Yeah. Huge, like, you know, going into corners. He, the wear and tear we're seeing from Jonathan Taves is normal and expected. Patrick Kane is more of a perimeter player. He's a winger, first and foremost. He has always done a really good job of avoiding contact. I think I can count on one hand the, the number of times in Patrick Kane's entire career that he's taken a hard hit of any kind because he's just elusive. He knows how to avoid that contact. He can't hit what you can't catch. Yeah, and, and he also stays out of those zones for the most part. So... You know, Kane, he's his game is built on more longevity than Taves' is. So I don't think anyone should be mad or disappointed or frustrated that Jonathan Taves is the kind of player he is now. If you ask me, the day that goal was scored against Colorado, the, the highlight we played starting the show, what's Jonathan Taves going to look like at 34? Say, probably a second-line center-ish guy, yeah. 40 to 50 points, somewhere in there. Yeah. And you would have taken that. Especially with all the achievements, I know Natalie, you had a graphic of uh, all of Jonathan Taves' career achievements. You had ready to go three Stanley Cups, two Olympic gold medals, five-time All-Star, 2010 Conn Smythe, 2013 Selkie. Like I said earlier in the show, there's nothing less for this guy to accomplish. So if he wants to hang it up after next year, or he wants to come back for a couple cheap years, fine. But I just think that all things considered, it might just—I don't know—it would almost surprise me if Jonathan Taves signs another contract. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and, and he's, I think there's there's a difference between nothing left to accomplish and nothing left to prove. He definitely has nothing left to prove. He, he is going, he, his, his legacy in, in the city and with the Blackhawks is cemented. Um, you know, if, if, if he only plays this final contract, we can talk about, you know, Hall of Fame. I, I, he's a Hall of Famer. Right. Yeah, there's no I, doubt. The, you know, no even doubt. if he doesn't reach a thousand points or whatever, he's still a Hall of Fame player. Um, if he, they don't let him in the Hall of Fame, burn it down. <laughs> right. I yeah. Know. Exactly. I mean, uh, so so yeah, I, I, I think, and and it goes back to the you know the discussion we were talking about about just how competitive he is. He may still want to ha- have career you know aspirations and accomplishments that he personally wants to wants to achieve so while there's nothing left to 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 prove for him there's still probably some things he wants to accomplish uh and and you know maybe the the thousand point marker is something that he wants to reach and i mean i don't know if he'll get there but it's probably something that is you know on his checklist of career things to do probably still on there for sure and we've talked a lot about competitive edges and Perfect segue, because if you want to start your day with a competitive edge, you need to jump on the Strava CBD coffee ride. What a pro. This isn't Strava, but it's coffee. Well, <laughs> I have it I have it right here. I've been there drinking it all week. It's fantastic. It's a great cup of coffee. And it's helped thousands of people improve their overall wellness and quality of life. Strava delivers delicious, fresh, fresh roasted specialty coffee infused with... An, organic broad spectrum cbd cbd from hemp doesn't make you high or hungry but it does offer real benefits that can help you feel alert and focused without the jitters you get from a normal cup of coffee you can live your day more balanced with less anxiety and fewer aches and pains i'm sold right there yeah fewer aches and pains and less anxiety where do i sign up plus including cbd in your daily routine can even help you enjoy a more restful sleep so you wake up feeling your best hemp and coffee I mean, 
I'm in heaven. Yeah, that, that's it's, it's a great product, and it, it even gets better. <laughs> it gets better with Strava. It's all about the quality. Everything is a small batch, fresh and shipped right to your door. Uh, it offers concentrated, full spectrum CBD for those looking for the more traditional CBD format uh, with a powerful entourage effect of benefits. CLG here, here's where it even gets better because CHGO listeners can save 25% off their entire purchase by just using the promo code CHGO25. That's 25% off your entire order at StravaCraftCoffee.com. That's S T R A V A. When you use that CHGO25 promo code, um, also. If you're already in love with Strava and you already get it, don't forget you can subscribe and save when you're a member of the Strava Coffee Club. With that, you're in control. You can save on all your favorite coffees and have them automatically delivered to your home or office at your preference. It doesn't get any easier than that. You get the CBD. You get the great cup of coffee. It's a fantastic product. Uh, please send some more to the office if you're listening to Strava. <laughs> yes, please. I want to keep it in my cup. Nice. Yeah, I would appreciate um, that. Well, I think we have uh, exhausted our Jonathan Taves praise. Um, P-R-O-E-W-S. Thank you. Hey. Yes. See, I asked Natalie if my praise Taves for, Taves. for praise for Taves, P-R-O-E-W-S, was stupid, and she lied to me and said no. No, um, no, no. I it. think it's a pretty top-tier dad joke. It is. You know <laughs> what? Stuff. That's it. I have a mission accomplished. There you go. <laughs> mission accomplished. Did you guys see, uh, I know it's basketball, but Giannis... Last night brought yes. out the dad joke book. That was great. I love. He is now <laughs> immediately my favorite player. Let's see if we um, get him on the show. Yeah, let's get him on. We'll make some dad jokes together. But thank you, Natalie, for the graphic and for the false praise. Um, all right. So next two games, of course, we'll be here for post game. But why don't we speak a little bit about the game tomorrow against Florida, game Friday against Tampa? I am really interested to see how the Hawks are going to come out in those games because they got flat out called out. By their coach, Derek King, who typically does not call people out. That's not really not his usually, M.O. No. He went ahead and did it and called it as he saw it, the way we all saw it. I'm really interested to see how they're going to come out against two of the best teams in hockey, two Stanley Cup favorites. Uh, I bet the Panthers on points bet, by the way, before the Claude Drew trade. Look at me. I'm smart. Oh, wow. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing the response. That's me. Do I expect them to win either game? No, but I expect a 60-minute effort, and I don't think that's asking too much. Well, you know, talking about, you know, one more time to talk about Jonathan Taze. He spoke after the game on Monday about how, you know, at this point in the season, some people may think the game's results don't matter, but he spoke to the, to the team's mentality that they still matter. Um, you know, these games are still important to creating, you know, an identity with the team and, and be able to, you know, really set the tone to finish this season, but also go into next season. And Derrick King reiterated that too after Monday's game, that, you know, games like we saw against the Sabres and against the Golden Knights, while they had their positive moments, they ultimately snowballed and collapsed into, into losses. And that's not something that you really want to, you know, have stick in the mind of, of, of the players down down the stretch of the season and going into next year. You want to have some good results that you can build off of and go into next season with, you know, some of the, some of the guys that are going to be on this roster, you know, to finish the year are going to start next season. And you want them to have the good feelings at the end of the year to go into next year. So, yeah, their, their response uh, uh, tomorrow night and against, uh, against the Panthers and then um, 
on Friday against the Lightning. It's going to be important to see how they respond to those games and how they respond to playing teams that are going to the Stanley Cup playoffs and teams that are Stanley Cup favorites. It's 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 really a measuring stick to see you know where your 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 GAF meter is at. Is it yeah. is it high enough to compete, or are you looking at the exit door? Well, I, I, they definitely. I want to see them come out pissed off. I want to see them compete for sixty minutes. I don't think that's enough. That's too much to ask for nope. for a professional hockey team. What I'm interested in to see is I want to see who Derek King puts on the ice for that first shift. Yeah. Does he put out the point chasers he alluded to the other night? Or does he reward the guys that he hasn't had to worry about? Does he put a Taylor Radish, a Sam Rafferty, a Boris Kachuk? Yep. Does he put that fourth line out there to start the game to, to get some energy? That's what I would do. That's what I would do, too. Those are the guys that earned it. Get them out there. Get, get a couple of hits. Maybe get some zone time, you know, forecheck. Get that energy going. There's, there's something said about that. I'm... I'm I'm always a guy to kind of, oh, the momentum of a big hit. I kind of think that's overblown and overrated. But to start a game after a game like Monday's, yep. get those guys out there that earned it, the guys that weren't point chasing, his own words. Yep. Uh, maybe let those guys watch the first few shifts and then go from there. That's how I'd handle it. Well, that. it also makes a statement to the team in two ways. It's saying if you work hard and you come out and compete, you're going to be rewarded, and if you don't, you're going to be punished. Mm -hmm. And I don't care how much money you make. I don't care how many statues are in your future. Um, if you're not going to play hard for this team and if you're just going to chase points, then you're not going to be given ice time, and I think that's that's appropriate. And I know, look, he's trying to win games too, and you'd be a fool to not play Patrick Kane and Alex Dabrinkit for 25 minutes, but I think that message of, you know what, the first two or three shifts are going to be these grinders, and, uh, you know, who knows? Does that impact those guys? I don't know. But it sure as hell is better than saying, hey, you were chasing points. All right, get out there. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know, it's yeah. it's something. It's an attempt. And, look, I, I think we just in general kind of overblow these things um, because, I don't know, I, I think we've heard that message for so long, right? You got to – players are different now, but it's always kind of been that way where performance is rewarded or punished based on effort. And I, I, I still think that's appropriate. Whether or not it translates – whether or not the the point chasers get the message, it doesn't matter. You still got to make the statement, in my opinion. Yeah, and and for a team that this season has had trouble starting games on time, I think getting the energy up, getting the you know getting the aggression out there right away is something that Derek King has kind of um, focused on this year. Once once he's been at the helm, you've seen we've seen a lot of times where. He'll start that third or fourth line to, for a game. We, he did it on Monday night. It was Reese Johnson, Boris Kachuk, and Sam Lafferty. Like get get those energy guys out there. Set a little bit of a tone to, you know, wake up wake up the team right away. And I think that'll be something that'll continue into Thursday and Friday and against teams that are you know able to, even if they don't start a game on time, probably you know pound you. The Blackhawks are going to have to be you know right at a hundred percent right from the first puck drop. So yeah, I think I think getting guys like like Sam Lafferty who's obviously one of becoming a, a quick favorite, getting him out there, getting a Reese Johnson out there, I think that'll be something that uh, that that King will do again. Remember in the Hawks heyday when the Hawks were the team like Tampa and Florida, they could come out and sort of coast through the first first 40 minutes and then they had enough talent and skill to come back and and they did it often. Um, the term flip the switch was used a lot with those dynasty teams. It even happened in the playoffs where the first couple games they'd be asleep at the wheel. Now the Hawks are that team that's got to give 100% to even hang 
with Tampa or Florida giving an 80% effort or whatever it would be. So that switch has got some cobwebs you, you, on you, it. If, yeah. yeah. If they need, if they need some sort of message, I still think it should be sent. I still think King should do what we're talking about. But if after those last two performances, they still need some sort of message sent to come out and engage in the game from the puck drop, that's, that's problematic. And I think if that happens, Kyle Davidson has a lot of evaluating to do because look, there's, there's guys that we like here that, that put up points, but if they're going to be setting that sort of an example for the rest of this team, all things need to be on the table. And look, it was one game, right? The, the Vegas thing was a little bit different. The Buffalo thing, I think when you have a young team, you could have that tendency to like, oh, we're up 4 nothing, so let's just kind of coast to the finish line here. But then when your leaders are setting that example for you, it becomes even more powerful. Like, oh, well, they're not trying hard, so that must be what we're supposed to do. That's that's my thing. Like, with the tapes and everything else, these young players are very influenceable you got it. It's good or bad. Lead by example. Come out with a hard effort, and it's contagious. It's contagious in a good way. It's contagious in a bad way. How do you want to set this example for the young players? And hopefully, King's message gets through, and these veteran players realize, like, okay, yeah, we were probably, we probably took the rest of that game a little lightly, not thinking Buffalo would come back, and and now they're embarrassed for it. So, yeah, they they are not in a position to take any team lightly. No, um, absolutely you know, not. They got. Major competition these next two nights, and then Sunday, it'd be interesting to see because then the Arizona Coyotes are in town, the exact opposite of the Florida Panthers, and the, but they've been playing good too. So it could be another one of those Buffalo things where you see the Coyotes and you know, hey, they're perennially at the bottom of the league, but the last two, three weeks, they've played pretty well too. So see how that goes. But bottom line is, if man, if they have any stretch of any game in Florida, like they played that second period, they're going to get Oof. run out of the building. Yeah. They're going to lose eight to nothing. They can't <laughs> afford to have that lose because you're playing superior teams. Don't lose because you just didn't put in the effort. Yeah. It's, That's all I ask. It's not the wins. It's not the no, losses. Lose, it's, lose, it's, if you it's lose the four to two because Nikita Kucherov is the best player in the game and he, and he scored a hat trick on you. Mm-hmm. I can live with that. Lose seven to nothing because you, sh- you didn't look like you cared. Then that's unacceptable. Yep. Absolutely. Well, and, and to your point on, you know, have, having to worry about a letdown on Sunday, that, that'll be the day that they, I would assume, uh, we haven't seen any official announcements, but that's, I'm sure, going to be Jonathan Taze's thousandth game celebration. It's going to be, a, yeah. you know, a whole whole song and dance. And remember, early in January, the Blackhawks got embarrassed by the Coyotes, 6-4. to four. Yeah. And that was, that was at a point where the Blackhawks still kind of had a little bit of like, eh, maybe they could, you know, make get back into the chase. And then they had that, that effort, and it was just like, nope, they're, they're toast. They're done. They're, this is, if, you, if you're going to have a, a performance like that against a, a team like the Coyotes, there's no hope for it. So, you know, hopefully, like you, like you said, the, the, the efforts against Florida and Tampa are going to be way more important than, than the results. If they come out with a win, hey, all, all the better, all the more to, uh, to to take positive from. And if they come out with a win, you would assume it's because they out-efforted those teams because they're not going to out-talent them. But if they go out and out-effort them, that's what you want to see. And that's kind of – I think that's the identity that Derek King, with the roster that, he's, that he has right now, is trying to instill. And what Kyle Davidson, with the moves he's made – uh, since he's been in control of the team, I think that's kind of more of the identity he's setting to to start the rebuild is that, you know, we might not have the talent level to win some games, but we're going to be physical. We're going to be yeah. tough to play against. And we're, you know, 
we're going to try and outwork some teams before we can out-talent them. They got to be like the uh, Andre Nocioni Bulls, you know. That's my guy. The, my favorite bull ever. That, But they got to be that team. We're not going to beat you because we got better players, but we're going to be hard to play against, and we're going to grind out a point every once in a while. You know, that's what they got to be going forward, and that's what I want to see. And these are perfect, two perfect teams to show me how much you care. These are the, two of the best teams in the league. One of these two teams is probably going to be the Eastern Conference representative in the Stanley Cup final. Show me what you got. Show me you want to be here. And you don't have to win. If you win, it's great. Yeah. But just play 60 minutes of hockey. All right, let's do this. Let's do our own personal points bet because I don't think this is on the points bet app. Over under for points in the back-to-back Florida games, a point and a half. Points for the team? Yeah. Standings points. Under, under, I'm gonna go under too. Yeah, I, I think I'll go. I think I'll go under. Best case scenario is they take one of those two games to overtime and get a point. But all I, right, that's I, boring. I'm gonna take the over since you guys are taking the under. <laughs> all right, just to be contrarian and so I can gloat if I'm right. Um, hey, make sure by the way we are on Thursday and Friday after the game. Make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube page. Just check out CHGO Sports on YouTube. It's all over our Twitter account at ch under chgo underscore Blackhawks. So check that out there. Um, make sure you subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcasts. You know, Apple Podcasts. We're on. Uh, we're on uh, Stitcher. We're on. What's the one I use? Why can't I think of the name of it? Spotify. Spotify? No, not Spotify. It we doesn't are matter. On Spotify. If, it's not if it has a podcast, <laughs> Anchor. CHGO. Nope. Wherever nope. you consume podcasts, you I will am, find us. My oldness is showing. It's I cannot. Such your favorite. Did site you say you Stitch, Pod Stitcher? Stitcher. Not Stitcher. No. It doesn't matter. Pocket cast. Pocket cast. There Thank you. Is. As I destroy the microphone. <laughs> Thank you, Mario, for resetting my old man brain. We are on Pocket Cast. The point is, <laughs> if it has podcasts on it, it has CHGO Blackhawks on it. So subscribe there. Those subscriptions are very helpful. And if you'd like to really help us out, those five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts are like gold for podcasters. So leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Five stars, of course. We greatly, greatly appreciate that. A little bit of hockey news. Looks like the salary cap is going to go up a million dollars next year. That's Ooh, from Elliot Friedman. Watch out. Um, I guess every little bit helps. It, that's true. You yeah. know, when you're looking at, as Kyle Davidson evaluates, bringing in probably some veteran help for this team so they're not just getting pasted every night. That's the sort of thing. You can get a Ryan Carpenter for that money. <laughs> yeah, you know? if you, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it, it's, it is good to uh, see that there's going to be some flexibility Going into next season, um, you know, we were kind of under the impression that it was going to be flat for a few years. It looks like it's only going to be two seasons that it'll be flat. So uh, that's that's a positive. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think those the, the years of us sweating over the salary cap are over for a while. Probably. Yeah, I don't think Black Hawks are going to be spending to the no, ceiling. No, no. And if they, they are, it's it's, it's things right. have gone very wrong. So for once, <laughs> for once, we don't we don't have to sweat out. Is it going to go up? Is it going to go down? This is more for teams like Toronto and Vegas mm-hmm. and, and uh, all those Tampa teams. Bay. Yeah, they're all at the top and they're finding loopholes to get around it. Uh, it would, good for them. Um, but, you know, for 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 it's so weird. I use cap friendly all the time. Yeah. Free plug. Uh, you should too. They're fantastic for this sort of things. It's so weird when you go on cap friendly and you no longer see like the Blackhawks at the very top yeah. of the salary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, like, with like $3 of cap space. <laughs> it's, it's like, that's what it was for years. It's Sean Anderson's betting bank. Yeah. What's <laughs> yeah. available to the Blackhawks. 
Yeah. So it's 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 refreshing to go on there and be like, oh, it's the Vegas Golden Knights who have screwed themselves into oblivion. You know, it's it's nice to see somebody else. And you know, the Hawks don't have to sweat the salary cap. They're going to be that team that might be able to take on those bad contracts for a year to get those prospects. We might be getting the table. That's true. Oh, for Brian that's Bickle. a good, that's a great angle. So you know, like the the the, the script the, the script has yeah. been flipped here. So maybe now it's the time for the Blackhawks to rob another team of a great young contract to take to take on a bad contract for a season. And look, by the time the Hawks are ready to spend again, that Seth Jones deal is going to be a bargain. <laughs> You're probably see? not wrong. Yeah. Galaxy brain. With with Ooh. that with that salary cap going up. Yep, see? He's going to I mean, everybody freaked out of the Corey Crawford contract and by the end of that contract it was like, wow, this is actually dirt cheap for yeah. a really good goalie. So, mm-hmm. you know, same everybody freaked out about, "Oh my god, I can't believe we're paying Duncan Keith five and a half million a year. That's insane." And <laughs> was, 7 years later it was <laughs> yeah. like, "That's insane. That's we're only makes. paying him five and a yeah. half million dollars a year." So, yeah. It's all about perspective and timing. All right. Well, um we're almost done. But Mario thought we were going to get away, finish the show without it. Mario had yet another Wendy's mishap. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the, the the cutoff time for fast food burger joint uh, breakfast used to universally be 1030. Yeah. But then, it, you know, some places go to 1130. Some places do 24 hours. Um, I found out that Wendy's is 1030 the hard way. Because at 10.33, I pulled into the drive-thru and said, I will take one breakfast Baconator, please. And they said, nope, breakfast is over. <laughs> and I, I, yeah, I couldn't believe that the three-minute difference, they couldn't be like, ah, oh, okay. Gone. They threw them away, sorry. Yeah, it must, it must be a hard 10.30 that it's just like, so everything they, expires at 10.30, that's for breakfast. Get your Baconator from the other night? You know no, you know what I did? I said, uh, that's fine, and drove away. Because I have standards, and I will not be eating a regular Baconator at 10.30 in the morning. But my standards, <laughs> granted, are low because I was in the Wendy's drive-thru at 10.30 in the morning. Yeah. So, I'm gonna, give I'm or gonna, take. I'm going to send a Costco-sized uh, size package of eggs to your house to make sure you eat before you leave in the morning and just avoid the fiasco. The thing is, I have food at home. <laughs> I could so have e- easily had a bowl of cereal or grabbed a granola bar Wendy's or something. Wendy's breakfast is good, though. It well, it, the thing was, you know, th- things happen in the morning. Mm-hmm. You, you, ha- you know, I'm, I'm taking care of my daughter and putting her to sleep and all this stuff, and I'm getting ready, and, and I just walk out the door. I had my coffee, which was, which was great. Uh, glad, glad I didn't forget that. Was it and in the I just, coffee cup or all over your pants? What's that? <laughs> it was in a coffee cup and not all over your pants today? Yes. Great. These, these pants have survived, well and uh, they, they were dry outside of the rain in, in Chicago. But, I, I feel uh, yeah. your pain, because I've literally been at a fast food drive through long line, right at the cutoff, and I've seen the video board switch from breakfast sandwiches to lunch sandwiches as I pull up, and it was like, That's thankfully I was able to connive my way to get the breakfast, because it was like, literally, dude, you've got the eggs cooked. Throw them in a spot. Right. Well, you, you inspired so. me, and I went to Wendy's for, for lunch today. Oh, Perfect experience. Nice. Just everything was top notch. My spicy chickens. There, there I am enjoying my uh, wow. my medium that diet hurts. coke from Wendy's, which is basically a you, keg of beer. Oh my gosh! Cup. Yes, you were just gloating. 
That's I, you gloating. Oh, That's rubbing it in Absolutely, I was gloating. Thank Look you at me for bringing that up. <laughs> yes. No, thank you for bringing that up. I got a small soda from them and they handed it to me and I was just like, oh, yeah. th- this is the wrong cup, but yeah. I'm not going to say anything. That their is their small. You could, you could, their small is huge. You could, you could park a jet ski in their medium sodas. <laughs> oh, I couldn't There's believe under, it. If you get the large, it comes with an undertow. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So, it, it's, it's so funny, but you did it. it, it you're, you're like, oh, Wendy's screwed me. I'm like, ooh, Wendy's. <laughs> you planted <laughs> yeah. the seed for me today. So thank you for that. I'm glad I could have inspired you. Yeah. So. Um, and then one more. We like to share a little bit of our personal lives on here so you guys get to know us, and we're not just hockey all the time. Um, no, Jay, we must stick to sports. Stick to sports. Um, <laughs> yes, there's the picture. Uh, went to my, to my bathroom in the basement today. And uh, I brought a roll down, and my daughter's like, don't worry about it. I replaced it yesterday. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> Put it back in the closet. This is the photo. And if you're not watching on oh, YouTube, it's an a the photo effort. is the portable toilet paper rack. She jammed the new roll <laughs> onto the cardboard empty roll instead of just replacing it. So she actually, in her laziness, ended up doing more work to jam the old roll into the new roll and half-ass it onto the toilet, the toilet paper dispenser. Uh, I couldn't even it. be mad. I was just—it's like Ron Burgundy. I'm not even mad. Yeah, that's I amazing. Was say, I just—I just—I feel like that scene where he finds out his dog. You ate an entire wheel of cheese. That's, I'm not even mad. <laughs> yeah, I just texted her the photo and just said, "Seriously, that's incredible." And she's like, "I replaced it." She's not <laughs> the wrong. garbage can she's is not right wrong. there. That, couldn't, that thing couldn't. That no, there's no way that that spun, right? Well, I had to. I had to disconnect it. Oh, okay. Like she really, I would have left it. I could see if she just put it there. She literally wedged the cardboard part into the new roll. Oh my god! She probably, had to, she probably had to take it off, get it in, and then put it back on. Yes, and it's understandable if it's the one where you have to like take the wedge yes. out, like right. the spring-loaded on ones. Top. I've done that. No, this yes. is just—it's very slide easy it to off, slide off, and slide on. it yeah. back on. There is a small wow. chance she's trolling. She might just be trolling, um, and it wouldn't surprise me knowing her because she is very much like me. She is sarcastic. She is, uh, you know. Is this a bathroom that's frequented in your house? It's in the, it's the basement bathroom? bathroom. I use it. That's where uh, the shower is and, and my okay. personal bidet is, which I love. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm a Fancy. huge bidet advocate. We've been doing it wrong in the States forever. Get I'm, yourself a bidet. you got to do it. Next time I'm on a Wednesday night trivia night on the South Side. And come, on, I, I, come on down. And I don't know if I'm going to make it home. I'm stopping by your house <laughs> to use down. the basement bidet. It was a, it was a gag I'll bring Christmas Wendy's. gift. I'll bring it, Wendy's. It was a gag Christmas gift from my wife. And I'm like, you think I'm not going to use this? Joke's I'm installing this today. <laughs> I'm installing this today. This is the greatest gift you've ever given me, aside from our lazy-ass daughter. So... Yeah, there it is. There's the window into our lives uh, for today. So I got to come up with something for tomorrow. I I feel like I'm failing. (laughs) Yeah, get yourself in some sort of hygiene. I've had nothing go terribly wrong in the last 24 hours. Greg's just had a a great, great life, great easy life, easy time. Yeah, too easy for you, It's the CBD coffee I've been drinking. Yeah, you're just too easy going. Nothing bothers you. You're going to end up sending one of those shirts to the dry cleaner, and it just comes back. Like completely destroyed. Oh, Watch no. your dirty mouth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everybody for joining us here uh, on CHGO Blackhawks. Reminder: We're back Thursday and Friday for post game against the Panthers and the Lightning. Jonathan Taves' one thousandth game tomorrow night should be a lot of fun. Should be very interesting. Let's see how the Hawks come out. Want to remind you to join that CHGO. Get that membership. It is absolutely fantastic. 
a great value. You want to get access to our Discord. I'm going to jump on the Discord tomorrow during the first intermission. It's hard for us in-game to interact because we don't want to miss anything. But first intermission, I'll jump on the Discord and chat with everybody. So go to allchgo.com. Sign up there. You'll get access to all of our premium written content. You get a free shirt when you become a member. And they are dope. I've the been merch told is dope. That is the correct word to use is dope. <laughs> uh, I really want that Bulls one with the script CHGO. It's a good one. That is an awesome shirt, but they're all oh, great. They're all so check them out. Uh, the members only discord. Everything we offer is at allchgo.com. So become a member, support the show. And as always, we are presented by points bet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. For my partners, Mario and Greg, we'll talk to you tomorrow on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.